Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we're diving into Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, a transformative guide that challenges the toxic diet culture and proposes a revolutionary approach to food. Published in 2012, Intuitive Eating exposes the hollow promises of the diet industry and presents a more reasonable way to approach healthy eating. It argues against the irrational constraints of fad diets, advocating instead for a more natural and self-aware mode of eating, one that listens to the signals our bodies, not our easily misled minds, send us. Evelyn Tribola, an award-winning author and dietitian, operates a food counseling practice in California. She has previously represented the American Dietetic Association and shared her expertise on ABC's Good Morning America. Joining her in authorship is Elise Resch, a nutritionist with over three decades of experience specializing in eating disorders, intuitive eating, and preventative nutrition. Together, they provide a well-rounded, authoritative take on why and how we should listen to our bodies for cues on what to eat. This book is a beacon for those who've grown weary of the constant battle with hunger that traditional diets often entail. It's ideal for food lovers who want to forge a healthier relationship with their meals, as well as nutritionists and doctors looking for alternatives to conventional dietary advice. Intuitive eating proposes a shift from restrictive eating habits to a more mindful and pleasurable eating experience, promising not just a healthier body, but a healthier mind as well. Join us as we explore how to break free from diet dogma and rediscover the joy of eating. Intuitive Eating, a Revolutionary Anti-Diet Approach Introduction Discover the secrets to truly healthy eating without the fads. In an era when food labels have never been clearer and the science behind nutrition and metabolism has advanced leaps and bounds, it's a curious phenomenon that we find ourselves grappling more than ever with the issue of obesity. This persistent struggle against weight and the myriad of dietary advice out there begs the question, where are we going wrong? The irony is, what's often presented as a solution, dieting, is actually exacerbating the problem. Far from being effective, dieting has a counterproductive effect on our health. It doesn't just fail to deliver long-term results. It fundamentally disrupts our relationship with food. Instead of savoring our meals, we end up scrutinizing them. Instead of listening to our bodies, we start following arbitrary rules, and the result can often be a cycle of neurosis and unintended weight gain. But what if there's a way to break free from this cycle? What if, instead of obsessing over calories, we could learn to eat intuitively, reconnecting with our body's natural cues, and truly enjoying food again? This exploration into intuitive eating will guide you through the principles of re-establishing a healthy and enjoyable relationship with food. You'll see what experiments with rats can demonstrate about the biological underpinnings of binge eating. Discover how the eating habits of toddlers offer insights into our natural inclinations towards food and learn why indulging in foods we enjoy can be more beneficial than succumbing to the restrictions of diets. So, prepare to embark on a journey of discovery one that promises to redefine what healthy eating looks like, free from the shackles of diet trends and taboos, 
Part 1. The Paradox of Dieting. A Journey to Nowhere. The recipe for a healthy lifestyle often seems straightforward. Balance your plate with greens, opt for lean proteins, and sprinkle in some exercise for good measure. And yet, despite the simplicity of this formula, the quest for health and an ideal body becomes a complicated journey for many. Why? Because our relationship with food is entangled in layers of emotions, societal expectations, and misleading notions of virtue and beauty. This complex association has given birth to an industry that preys on our insecurities and confusions. The diet industry, with its worth soaring to around $60 billion annually in the United States alone, dieting has transformed from an occasional commercial mention in the 70s to a bombardment of over 5% of all modern advertisements. The message is clear. Thin equals beautiful and disciplined, and there's always a new diet to help you achieve that ideal. From the extreme ends of the spectrum, such as adopting a carnivore diet to exploring the realms of veganism, to the more bizarre suggestions like adding butter to coffee or eliminating fats entirely, it's evident that the market is overflowing with solutions. Yet, despite the abundance of options and promises of a healthier, happier you, the obesity rates tell a different story. They're not just climbing, they're soaring. The irony doesn't stop there. Research, including a comprehensive 2007 study by UCLA nutrition scientists, points to a startling revelation. Dieting might actually pave the way to weight gain. After reviewing 31 long-term studies, they found that an overwhelming majority of dieters ended up heavier than they initially were. This wasn't a matter of genetic predisposition for weight gain. Rather, it was the act of dieting itself that tipped the scales. The analogy is stark. If a medication offered temporary relief only to worsen your condition later, it would be deemed unacceptable. Yet, when our dieting efforts backfire, we don't question the efficacy of the diet. Instead, we fault our own willpower. The message is clear. The issue isn't with our lack of self-discipline, it's with the flawed notion that restrictive diets are the key to attaining health and happiness. Dieting, it turns out, is a journey that leads nowhere, a cycle of hope and disappointment that benefits the industry at the expense of our well-being. Part 2. The Rebound Pitfall. How Dieting Backfires. Rats lead simple lives when it comes to food choices. They don't succumb to the temptations of fad diets or wallow in guilt after indulging in a calorific feast. However, when subjected to the human-like condition of eating only palatable, high-calorie offerings, even these simple creatures can't escape the trap of weight gain. The scenario unfolds similarly in humans, highlighting a universal truth. The deprivation of food often leads to compensatory overeating. This cycle of restriction followed by excess reveals a fundamental flaw in the concept of dieting. It operates under the guise of food deprivation and inevitably sets the stage for a powerful rebound effect. Looking back to the Second World War, an experiment by scientist Ansel Keys throws stark light on this phenomenon. In an exploration into the effects of famine on the human body and psyche, Keyes subjected 32 healthy men to a drastic caloric reduction after a period of unrestricted eating. The consequences were profound, not just physically, 
with significant weight loss and a plummeting metabolism, but also psychologically as the men spiraled into states of irritability, apathy, and depression. But the experiment didn't end with caloric restriction. Once the participants were allowed to eat freely again, they plunged into cycles of uncontrolled binge eating and, for some, bulimia. It took them an average of five months to regain normal eating patterns, underscoring the lingering effects of their dietary deprivation. This wartime study mirrors the experience of dieters today, revealing how our bodies and brains interpret dieting as a famine scenario. The human body, in an effort to protect itself, triggers a biochemical response designed to propel us towards consuming high-calorie foods the moment they become available again. This is not a failure of willpower, but a testament to the body's survival mechanisms kicking into gear, with neuropeptide Y in particular, leading the charge by igniting cravings for carbohydrate-rich foods. The conclusion is inescapable. In the confrontation between the mind's intent and the body's fundamental biology, the latter often emerges victorious. The rebound effect of dieting showcases the depth of this struggle, revealing that the path to healthy eating is not paved with restrictions but with an understanding and respect for our body's intuitive signals. Part 3. Trust Your Body. It's the Ultimate Guide to Healthy Eating. In the tangled web of dietary do's and don'ts, it's easy to forget a fundamental truth. Our bodies possess an innate wisdom about nutrition. This wisdom, if listened to, can steer us clear of the counterproductive cycles of dieting and weight gain. The alternative path, intuitive eating, a concept that champions the body's intuition over external dietary schemas. The core of intuitive eating lies in the understanding that your body knows its nutritional needs far better than any diet planner ever could. Consider the eating habits of toddlers, as studied in the early 90s by developmental psychologist Leanne Birch. Her research revealed that toddlers, when not restricted, naturally modulate their food intake based on their body's energy needs. Their consumption varies significantly from meal to meal and day to day, yet when viewed over an extended period, it remarkably stabilizes. This instinctual regulation shows that our bodies have a built-in mechanism to balance energy intake, a mechanism that adults too possess. However, the issue arises when adults shackle themselves to restrictive diets, gradually disconnecting from their innate hunger cues. Extreme hunger, the sort that paves the way for binging episodes, becomes the only signal strong enough to penetrate these self-imposed constraints. To realign with intuitive eating, the first step is to honor your hunger by actively listening to what your body communicates. A practical approach to foster this connection is to keep a hunger diary. Before and after eating, rate your hunger on a scale of 1 to 10. This simple practice can illuminate your eating patterns, revealing the natural rhythm of your hunger and satiety signals. By charting these patterns and responding to your body's signals, you start to sidestep the deep valleys of starvation that often precede overeating. Thus, unlocking the path back to intuitive eating isn't about mastering a new diet, but about rediscovering how to trust your body's guidance. It's about recognizing that the wisdom for balanced nourishment doesn't come from the latest diet trend, but from within. Part 4. Breaking free from the dieting emotional whirlwind. Food is far more than just fuel. 
it's a source of intense emotion. The way we speak about food imbues it with moral qualities. Sinful chocolate, virtuous vegetables. This dichotomy turns eating into a moral battleground, where indulgence must be countered with penance. A delicious meal today demands a rigorous workout tomorrow. The reality for many of us is that living without ever succumbing to culinary sins is an unattainable ideal. The attempt to follow such a rigid path doesn't lead us to a life of virtue, but rather entangles us in a relentless cycle of abstinence, followed by guilty indulgence. The core issue with dieting is its inherent nature as an unhealthy, emotional roller coaster. Dieting, by default, is built on restriction, a set of rules dictating what not to eat. Whether it's carbohydrates, fats, or sugars being demonized, the end advice is often the same. To achieve health and happiness, one must forsake all the foods they love. But herein lies a critical oversight. The act of restricting not only counts calories, but also sends us spiraling into emotional turmoil. Initially, forsaking your favorite treats in the name of dieting might bestow a sense of virtue. This phase, however, is fleeting. Before long, the sense of deprivation sets in, leading inevitably to a breaking point where the restrictions can no longer be upheld. It's in this moment of breakdown that the internal bargaining commences, justifying just a small treat as a reward for prior discipline, despite the creeping sense of guilt. This is where the vicious cycle starts, propelling us through phases of rule-breaking, guilt, and the consequential what-the-hell effect, a mindset that justifies continued indulgence because the diet is already ruined. As the cycle turns, guilt eventually leads back to restriction, restarting the emotional roller coaster from a place of perceived virtue, only to spiral down again into feelings of deprivation and guilt. The big question then becomes, how does one escape this tumultuous cycle? The answer lies beyond the realm of deprivation, challenging the very foundations of dieting. It suggests a radical shift towards embracing food without the binary labels of good or bad, thereby dismantling the emotional roller coaster that dieting perpetuates. Part 5. Embrace culinary freedom and quell the allure of the forbidden. The narrative around dieting often resembles a battlefield narrative, casting certain foods as allies in our pursuit of health and others as adversaries conspiring to derail our efforts. Within this combative framework, every indulgence becomes a defeat to be avenged, cultivating an environment where food consumption is emotionally charged and fraught with guilt. However, the journey to intuitive eating introduces a transformative second principle making peace with food. This approach encourages embracing your cravings rather than viewing them as the enemy, and it begins with a simple yet revolutionary act, granting yourself unconditional permission to eat. The heart of this principle lies in a paradox. By allowing yourself to eat forbidden foods, they lose much of their irresistible allure. Common dieting wisdom often labels high-calorie, sugary, or fatty foods as inherently addictive, suggesting that once you start indulging, stopping becomes a Herculean task. This notion leads to the outright banishment of these forbidden foods, a strategy that feels logical but actually lacks scientific backing. Evidence pointing to the fallacy of such bans comes from significant research, including a 2011 study published in the journal Eating Disorders. 
This study highlighted that when individuals with eating disorders reintroduced forbidden foods into their diets, instances of binge eating markedly decreased. The explanation for this lies in our earlier discussion of food deprivation. Restricting access intensifies cravings, paving the way for overindulgence when given the chance. But if these foods are always available, the urgency to overeat dissipates. There's no need to rush if the door to the pantry never closes. Embarking on this path to peace with food starts with an inventory of all the foods you find appealing, highlighting the ones you've determined off-limits. The next steps involve purchasing these foods or ordering them at a restaurant, engaging in a mindful eating experience. Ask yourself, do these foods live up to the hype? How do you feel after indulging? Satisfied, indifferent, or perhaps even unwell? If your experience is positive, permit yourself to enjoy these foods in the future, but with a caveat. It's not about consuming without limits, but about tuning into your body's cues, aligning your choices with genuine hunger and satisfaction. Not all foods hold the same nutritional value, and there will be moments when a healthier choice aligns more closely with your body's needs. But by removing the taboo from certain foods, you're more likely to reach for a peach not because it's the virtuous choice over chocolate cake, but because it's genuinely what your body craves at that moment. Part 6. Turning down the volume on the food police for healthier eating habits. Consider the comparison between an apple and a slice of apple pie. Both may satisfy your sweet tooth, but they differ in calories and nutritional content, with the apple offering more dietary fiber and fewer calories due to its lower fat content. Making a choice between the two based on this information is straightforward and devoid of any moral undertones. However, when our food choices become entangled with moral judgments, making such simple, informed decisions becomes a challenge. This arises from the pervasive tendency to moralize food choices, categorizing them as good or bad based on their healthfulness or indulgence. But adopting a healthier approach to eating means learning to silence these judgments. The essence of navigating your way to a healthier diet lies in ignoring the food police, those internal voices that enforce arbitrary dietary rules and guilt you over every perceived infraction. These internal critics are the result of years of absorbing societal messages about food and nutrition, constantly on high alert for dietary sins. But it's crucial to remember that their decrees are not laws, they're based on irrational beliefs that can and should be challenged for the sake of your well-being. The process begins with recognizing and questioning these irrational thoughts around food. When confronted with intense feelings about a particular food, it's beneficial to probe deeper. What beliefs are triggering these emotions? Are these thoughts rooted in fact or fiction? Such introspection helps untangle feelings from facts, paving the way for more reasoned perspectives on food and eating. Consider the case shared by Evelyn Triboli, one of the authors, involving a client distressed by the belief that eating pizza for dinner would result in immediate weight gain by morning. This belief, while powerful, was based on a misunderstanding of how the body processes food. The real culprit for the client's perceived weight gain was water retention a temporary condition resulting from the high salt content in pizza. With this realization, the moral weight attached to eating pizza dissipated, allowing the client to enjoy it without undue guilt. By confronting and disarming these irrational beliefs, 
we dismantle the moral judgments that cloud our eating choices. This doesn't mean dismissing nutritional information. Rather, it's about creating space for informed decisions free from guilt and moralizing. By tuning out the food police, we can cultivate a more balanced, healthy relationship with food, one where neither an apple nor a piece of apple pie comes loaded with moral implications. Part 7. Master the Art of Mindful Eating for True Satiety Embracing your hunger and responding to it thoughtfully is a crucial step towards eating in harmony with your body's genuine needs. However, this journey doesn't end with recognizing hunger. It extends to acknowledging when you're full, achieving satiety without overstepping into discomfort. The cornerstone of navigating this balance effectively is to grant yourself unconditional permission to eat, ensuring your body knows that no food is off-limits and that you can trust in its signals of fullness. The essence of mindful eating lies in staying present and engaged with the eating experience, transforming it into an act of mindfulness. This approach is about setting aside judgments to simply observe how and what you eat. Consider adopting a ritual of pausing mid-meal. This isn't a commitment to stop eating, but an invitation to check in with yourself. Ask yourself about the flavor and texture of the food. Does it meet your expectations of deliciousness, or is your continuation more about proximity than pleasure? Following this, conduct a satiety check. Initially, you may view hunger and fullness in a binary manner, but over time, you'll start recognizing the nuances, the shades of gray that fall between the starting point of your meal and feeling completely satisfied. If you decide to continue eating beyond this midpoint check, conduct another satiety assessment once you're finished. The goal is to identify your last bite threshold, the moment when your body signals that any further consumption will cross from satisfaction into excess. Developing a keen sensitivity to these signals is not an overnight process, but with consistent practice, it becomes an intuitive part of eating. Mindful eating encourages a dialogue with your body, tuning into its cues about not just hunger, but fullness as well. This practice not just enhances your enjoyment of meals, but steers you away from the physical discomfort and emotional guilt that often follow overeating. Remember, the wisdom to eat intuitively and mindfully isn't something to be learned afresh. It's a natural instinct that's been overshadowed by external eating cues and diet rules. Rekindling this innate skill involves listening closely and responding thoughtfully to your body's signals, ensuring each meal is not just consumed, but truly experienced and savored. Final summary. In a world where the dieting industry looms large, promising health, happiness, and slimness as the rewards for stringent self-discipline, the reality often falls short of these glossy aspirations. Far from being the path to well-being, dieting can lead to a labyrinth of food-related anxieties, guilt, and, paradoxically, weight gain. This cycle of deprivation and indulgence frays our relationship with food, transforming eating from an enjoyable necessity into a source of stress. But there's a beacon of hope that shines through this cloud of dietary disillusionment, intuitive eating. This philosophy champions a radical return to listening to and trusting our bodies, advocating for a harmonious relationship with food. Rather than shackling ourselves to the rigid rules and restrictions of diet plans, 
Intuitive eating invites us to tune into our body's natural hunger and fullness cues, allowing these to guide our eating habits. The cornerstone of intuitive eating lies in acknowledging that our bodies are equipped with the wisdom to guide us towards what they need for nourishment, if only we can learn to listen. This approach implores us to dismantle the guilt trip regimes of the dieting industry and embrace the diversity of our dietary desires with mindfulness and self-compassion. The invitation to intuitive eating is an invitation to freedom, the freedom to enjoy food without guilt, to nourish our bodies without restriction, and to cultivate a relationship with eating that is based on trust and satisfaction. It's a journey back to the basics, rediscovering the inherent joy of eating and honoring the natural wisdom of our bodies. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.